All right, Fresher Than Your Father podcast. Boom. Boom. Been doing it for a little over a year. This is, this episode marks a year. A year in the life. In the life of Fresher Than Your Father. And I, I think in a year, a year later, I still feel like we're fresher than your father. Fresher than your father. I was listening to some of the old podcasts, some of the early episodes, just, you know, doing a little review. Digging through the annals. Yeah. And in the, the initial episode, we turned the mics on, and we hadn't quite decided whether this would be fresher than your father uh-huh. or fresher than your dad. Wow. Yeah. But we soon chose fresher than your father. And here we are today. Wow. To think. We could be fresher than your dad. I don't know if we last year are fresher than your yeah, dad. Yeah, I, I don't know. Fresher than your dad. Mm-mm. Yeah. But anyway, we're back. We're, In fact, I think we started almost every episode with me saying we're back. We're back. Even on the first one, we're back? Not, maybe not the first one. We're here. We're here. <laughs> <laughs> we're here. We're out there. We're back. Yeah. We're we're coming for that ass. Who whose song is that? Who's coming for Gangstar. that? Gangstar. Gangstar was coming for that. One of my favorite Gangstar cuts. Wow. Yeah. Hard to earn. The final cut on Hard to Earn. Coming That's that right. Ass. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. One of those moments where final three songs on Hard to Earn. You have yeah. mostly the voice. Yep. Which is just a quintessential guru song. R.I.P. He, he, he's, he's essentially saying the greatest value of listening to me rap is the voice. <laughs> God bless the dead. But yeah. yeah. Mostly the voice. Most- Incredible premiere beat, just baseline heavy beat. <laughs> Mostly the voice. Yep. And uh, um, with, with, with that classic line, oral sex, which chicks next? <laughs> oh, the wholesomeness of hip hop. There you go. I'm sorry that I feel kind of raw and awful bringing up like that line. No, also. no, no. But no. that, but that, that line really. Uh... <laughs> hey, the dude said it. He said it. Hey, there you go. He said it, and mm-hmm. we're entertained by it. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, most of the voice. Yep. And then there's this moment where he decides, after most of the voice, to bring on his man, Big Suge, for a song. Right. Now, Big Suge happens to be my favorite whack rapper. Yep. But, and he's going to, he would beat me up if he ever hears this, but he's just, he's kind of a whack rapper. He's so, a whack rapper, yeah. Um, but he comes on, and, and, and before the song starts, Guru is like, yo, Suge, you gotta come correct. You can't. You can't slip. I'm not gonna put this on the album if you slip. <laughs> so we have this kind of. It's not a bad song. I mean, I dig the song, and it's, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a classic gangster. It's my favorite gangster album. And but we have this a slight slippage in kind of coming from mostly the voice yep. to whatever that song is called. I forget. That that, that is that is fuck around, lay around. That's right. Do or die. That's right. Yep. And then, all of a sudden, you thought that things had been kind of slipping a little, boom, right. and the album, Coming For That Ass. Coming For That Ass. Incredible cut, yeah. I've I got to admit, because I, I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and put this out here. I, I did look up the song list, even though the, the Hard Durn is probably my favorite Gangstar album, but I rarely listen past Mass Appeal. Word. Really listen past Mass Appeal because when you go from words from the Nutcracker, right? So you got you got the the Dwick words from the Nutcracker Mass Appeal. Uh huh. Those three legendary tracks. Yeah. That where you go from there, but down, right? But I mean, obviously, I've heard it because I was able to recall uh, coming for that ass. Yeah. I mean, I gotta say though, I actually really love the B side of that tape. Uh, after Mass Appeal, you got songs like "Now You're Mine," which yep. that that's just a crazy song to me. Yeah. Um, Suckers need bodyguards. Eh, 
I, I like I like that he that Premier flipped that Rob Bass. Was it Rob Bass? Who know? Or is it Milk D? Who's? Oh. One of those cats who's like I, I don't need a bodyguard or whatever. I forget. But that cut, the yeah. scratch chorus on there is classic. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I hear you. But the yeah. first side had some kind of bizarre cuts. Like I liked them, but the planet and. Oh. Uh, What's the one where he's kind of like his mental state is like kind of tweaking a little bit? What's that one called? Uh, oh, is it Tons of Guns? Is that the one you're talking about? Uh, no, Brainstorm. 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 Yeah. Brainstorm. But, but see, I always like The Planet, man. I love that the, beat. The Planet's incredible. Don't get me wrong. I just remember when I bought the album, The Planet to me was, was ill, but it was a little slow for some reason. Even yeah. Though I would listen to I It's one of those songs. I don't know how to describe these kinds of songs. Like, they're totally captivating, but at the same time, they're not necessarily an easy listening. Listen. I oh, know. I know exactly what you mean. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And so other songs like where he's just rhyming and just kind of spitting some battle type, you know, like mostly the voice, right? Yeah. It's a real ill loop, and he's just kind of talking some bravado, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's kind of an easier certain, to a certain level listen, but... The planet is just so ill. The yeah. story about coming from Boston and going to Brooklyn, all yep. that is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I still, like, you know, but it, it's funny when you visit Brooklyn and you're not from Brooklyn and you don't live in Brooklyn. And if you're, like, a hip-hop head, or maybe it's just me, like, when lyrics pop in my head all the time. Like, all the time. People can say a random word and it'll it'll make a verse pop in my head. It drives the wife nuts because she'll just say something to me. And it'll, anyway, but when I come to Brooklyn... Like, there's all of these Brooklyn songs that roll through your head when you're walking around Brooklyn. Like, it's, but you see, like, uh, like, you can't see the, the, the Hoyt Skimmerhorn train thing without thinking of J. Rue exactly. or, you know, like, there's all of these. And so, yeah, the planet pops in my head. Being B-R-O-O-K, Lynn, the planet, you know. Yeah. Yep. 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 It's one of the theme songs, I guess. Yep. So, drink of water, is that distracting? No, but now that you talked about it, maybe it's a little distracting. All right, I'll slow up. It's it's hot out here, man. I'm joking, man. Yo, it's crazy hot out here. I had summer. the a- I put the AC summer, man. Summer, summer in May. I put the AC on last night. Right. I'm not supposed to put the AC on in May, and maybe I I don't know. It's just like whoa. See, it was this, yesterday. This global warming is real. I heard it was 80 in Alaska two days ago. That's factually correct. It's wild. I think it was 80 in Antarctica. See see how hard I enunciated that? I went for it. Antarctica. Yeah. 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 Little little moment, little moment of of uh mindless blankness on my part there. Fresher than your father podcast. This is number 19. I think this Nine. is the farthest we've gone in an episode without saying the number. Oh, we're now, slipping. Because people were lost. They might have thought, what is this, yeah. 12? They, they weren't sure. They weren't sure. We've we've had a missing episode, a hidden episode. Right. And we've also had an extension, a, a part B. Yep. A-T-B. And we've, and we've had a deleted episode. We have. Deleted episode. Or partially, mostly deleted episode that uh, will just remain out there. But this, I, I, is a, this is episode nineteen. Nineteen. And and we're here for all with a whole bunch of cool little things, little nuggets, nuggets treats, treats, snacks. It's like we're feeding squirrels in the park. <laughs> uh. I always want to shout out the listeners, you know, Cassie. Yeah. Who have stayed committed, all three of you? They're rolling with us. Yo. They're 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 fresher than your father, FTYF for life. For life. Feel free to get that tattooed on your stomach. Yo, one of my favorite moments in rap music videos. Yeah. Mac ten, full life. Jumping <laughs> off the top of the building, landing on the car. Do you remember this? No. Oh, it's incredible. And uh, 
landing on the car, and the, the whole situation in the video was so ridiculous that when you, you get the quick cut of him landing on the car and sliding off, uh-huh. there's just this big grin on his face like, yeah, motherfucker, that was crazy, but I'm, I'm in a music video so I can do whatever I want. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's Mac like, 10. Mac 10, man. Faux life. That's some West Coast shit. I don't know. If That's you know. complete West Coast shit. We're so esoteric right now. We've done Gangstar yeah. and Mac 10. But I feel like that's the beauty of Fresher Than Your Father podcasts. Oh, I Eso- agree. Esoteric nerdiness. I agree. No, you're right. You're right. I almost segued off into why we were talking about the last three tracks of, of Hard to Earn. I almost segued off into why I think that the back half of Midnight Marauders is the part that makes it a, a brilliant album. Well, How many albums finish off that strong? I don't know, because a lot of albums, man, this is just going there. They peter out, but I, I can't get over how bananas the last, the, the last, I mean, the whole album. I mean, there's not a weak track on the record, but I, I think the end of it, the last four to five tracks are the strongest tracks on the record. Yeah. They just kill it. Like, they had so many great songs. I mean, what what must have got left off of Midnight Marauders? That they that they went that many tracks in? How many tracks? Did Marauders? I, I don't even count. I just listen to it. I don't even skip that. I just play it. No, it's a it's 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 a classic. Man. That's that's one of that is one of the, one of the great endings of a of an album. There, I'm trying I'm trying to scroll through the rolodex of albums and uh, think of others, but um. That in that hard. I mean, yeah. so after electric relaxation, you got clap your hands, oh my god, keep it rolling, the chase part two, lyrics to go, and God lives through. Yeah, they just completely kill it right then. Fourteen tracks, not a not a skipper in the bunch. Boom, 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 boom. Ooh, I give it the extra boom. So so what's 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 good? Is it time to talk basketball? Should we get the basketball in there right now? Basketball? Let's it's on little, my mind. Let's talk a little ball. You, you know, final start tonight. Yep. Here we are. Heat. Miami Mavericks. Heat and the Dallas Mavericks. What, what do you say, Ian? What, what's your, what, what are you feeling? I feel all kinds of things. Yep. Um, I, I don't know. I don't really know who to root for. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously easy to root against Miami. Yes. I've never been a Miami fan, even back in the day. Like, I've just never been a Miami fan. That's a um, good point. Have they ever had a truly likable team? Like, ever. I just, you know, like, I've liked certain players maybe, but really, like, especially since, even though I'm not from New York, I've been in New York a long time. I really mm-hmm. love the Knicks. Mm-hmm. Um I just, I, I can't really get into Miami, so it's hard to just on the basic level. I right. don't think, as as ridiculous, I said this last show, like, you know, the whole LeBron stuff at the start of the season and the Miami, like, uh, stage show or whatever, it was it was kind of dumb, but, like, it's not, like, making me think that they're evil or some no. bad-for-basketball bullshit, you know, I don't no. agree with any of that. No. I just never really liked Miami. Mm-hmm. But I also don't really like Mark Cuban. Oh, got you. And um, he's not a real likable dude. There's Mark, nothing really likable about Mark Cuban. Nah, I just feel like everyone likes him because he like he gets so like you know he's into it, which I think it's good that an owner is like caring about his team. But also, I just feel like he's kind of arrogant and like I don't know. I'm just there's certain things he's done in the past I wasn't really into. Mm-hmm. I, I I won't mind. You know, like, I have nothing against Dirk, you know. I mean, despite the things, you know, the dentist issues um, we discussed, <laughs> past shows. Yeah. Um, Jason Terry's from Seattle, so. Oh, yeah. I, got kind of, I kind of root for that. Yeah. I like, um, <clears throat> I've always liked Terry. It's hard. I mean, if Dallas hadn't beaten Portland, I'm really digressing. I mean, I'm kind of rambling here. But Dallas, you know, they beat Portland. So I, it's hard for me to, like, really get behind Dallas if they took up my team. Um, so I'm kind of ambivalent, honestly. Like, yeah. I, I hope it's good games. I hope Dirk plays like a like a maniac, and I hope LeBron plays like a maniac, you know? And, like, 
So <clears throat> you're raising the, the really complex rooting questions related to when neither of the teams in the final are your team. Exactly. Right. You go through, you have to sort through all of these various, you have to weigh back and forth and, you know, cause like being from Cleveland, it's easy to say, oh, I'm rooting for Dallas and there's that whole, you know, that, that, Cavs for yeah. Mavs thing, campaign yeah. going on. But at this point, I'm not going to say like I'm completely like, oh, I'm chill with LeBron. Like it's all like, like it matters whether I'm chill with him. But you know what I mean? Like it, like it's still emotionally it hits you, but intellectually I know like whatever. The dude did a good thing. Like he, he, he did what he had to do to put himself in position where he's favored in the finals, which, you know, he, yeah. he wasn't going to be that in Cleveland. At the same time, because you're from Cleveland, I feel like you really have people can't question you being like kind of like against LeBron. Like yeah, I feel but, like there's an emotional – I'm not saying you should be or that right. you have to fiercely be or you have to somehow like think he's like some kind of evil person or evil thing. But I – that – see, because to me, the finals, it's either your team's not in it, but also for me, the teams that I look at as kind of the evil empire, so to speak, teams, right? also aren't – the Lakers aren't in it. If the Lakers right. were in it, I'd be – I'd be behind Miami pretty hard, to be honest. Right. Like, right. not real hard, but, like, I'd be more into it. I'd be like, ah, oh, you got to beat the Lakers. you got to be Kobe. Sure. you got to be Phil. Because I, I, I personally can't stand the Lakers. Yeah, but, like, yeah. but, like, so I feel like there's a kind of a, it's, it's a second tier. Obviously, you want your team or the teams you really like to be in there. Right. But you also can root against teams. And I think right. that. Of of any people to root against Miami, the Cleveland people have you know they have the greatest kind of reason to root against Miami. No question, but it, it gets to the the complexities of it all. Like <clears throat> so, you know, you there's so many cats from Cleveland or, or people from Cleveland that leave to seek better opportunities. Like it's a struggling city, so it's very natural for people to see other people leave and prosper other places. You know, it gets. Holly Berry. I mean, there's a lot of people who've done it, and we know people on just smaller scales. I mean, my Facebook page are filled with people who I know from Cleveland who don't live in Cleveland now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you add on to that, you know, like the girlfriend analogy has been a, a, a common analogy for the whole LeBron leaving the way he did, blah, blah, blah. But if you genuinely care about somebody, and again, he's an athlete. So I mean, he's never been in my house. But if you genuinely care about somebody, you root hard for them when they're in your jersey. And you've seen them struggle. I mean, we, we sit here and point to the Boston series where he quit. And he did quit. And he did funk out. <clears throat> but I also saw him kill himself again in the Orlando series, do everything he physically could. I saw him will the Cavs to a win over a should-have-been-better Detroit team to get to the finals against the San Antonio Spurs a few years back. Mm-hmm. Like, you've seen this cat struggle, fight, do so many things that I've never seen an athlete really do before mm-hmm. at his size. Um, there, I have to admit, there's a part of me that's kind of almost rooting for him. Like, like he was here, he, here. He, he was in Cleveland, he repped Cleveland, he's from the area, he made that move, he did it in a whack way, but... When he was in Cleveland, with the exception of that one series and that one game, yeah. and really what he did was say, "I can't do this all by myself. Yeah. I got to take a step back." And yeah. that he did that on the court was lame, but I think it also was his way of telling everybody, "Like, look, I, I just can't do this." Um, so it was just that one moment, and he gave so much to the Cavs and the organization. So there's a part of me that's kind of rooting for it, but I also feel like he's got like with this team. They've got so many more runs of the title in them that I would just love to see Dirk, who I have an immense amount of respect for, win. So I think I'm rooting more for the Mavs, more just because in terms of Dirk, Jason Kidd, Jason Terry, yeah, you know, I Sean mean, Marion. That's where I lean to, exactly. I want to see yeah. some of these cats get their ring, They'll probably their one ring, and then, you know, because, uh, you know, LeBron's way, they're coming back. Yeah, they'll be back. So it's, it's so the, my whole point about the girlfriend analogy that you hear a lot. It's kind of like you know, yeah, you know, this chick breaks up with you, but y'all had some good years together. And once you kind of get over the emotional part of it, you want to see her do well. I mean, you're doing all right. That means people move on. You don't want to see her like land in a gutter. You walk past like, oh shit, look at you know. You don't want to you don't want it to get to that point. You'd like to see her prosper and do well. You know, 
check her Facebook page. Oh, the kids are getting big. Like, oh, that's sweet. You know, like, it's, I'm happy she's happy. I'm happy mm-hmm. that she has the things she has. So that's the healthy point you want to get to. So I'm, I'm kind of there. And then there's enough of my Facebook friends from Cleveland who, who are supporting Brian that every time they post on pro Brian, it kind of reminds me, like, all right, we, we got to keep a little perspective here. Word. Like, you know. So it's a complex thing. But having said all that, I just really want to see some fly-ass basketball. Yeah. It's like you were saying, I want to see Dirk get off, and I want to see Brian get off. Because when they get off, you see things that you just won't see. I'm going to make my prediction right now. Yep. That, well, it's 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 kind of a cop-out prediction. Uh-huh. But I disagree with all the analysts and stuff. I think this is going seven games. Mm. No one's going to agree with me, but I think it's going seven games. I don't seven, know if going to win, but I think it's going seven games. Seven games. The the seventh game will be on the road. You you or on the road. It will be in Miami, right? Mm-hmm. Where where do you, so where do you where do you have a lean? I don't know. It's just it's hard to say, man. I feel like okay. I'm going to be honest. I don't have enough information to, to really make a good prediction. There you it's, go. It's a cop out, but but honestly. I've never seen Miami and the Mavs play this season. Okay. And even if I did look through those games, we're so far past that. Both these teams are on crazy rolls. They have crazy confidence right now. I I don't know. I think I I think that like um I guess you can you know you can look at the matchups and shit. But like who expected Mike Miller to suddenly explode with the last one or two games, like he was supposed to be, right? Out. It was supposed to be over, you know? Right. I just feel like I, I, I can't call it, man. I know. I mean, I, like I said, I would like the Mavs to win. Right. But I would the too. two, I'm leaning towards the Mavs. I want the. Right. I want to see Dirk get a ring. I want to see Jason Terry get a ring. I, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing Kid get a ring. You know, the Cass Cass near the end of the careers needs some ring. But. Uh, but I don't. I, I really don't know. I really don't know. I feel foolish making some kind of prediction. Like, yeah. Now, at the start of the season, I said Miami was going to win. Right. And I can tell you that when the playoffs started, I really didn't think that they were going to last more than a round or two. Like mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, man, I, you know, I fucked up my prediction. Right. Or even if they made the finals, I thought that San Antonio, the Lakers, were going to fuck them up. Right. Little did I know. See, the, the the big question I have, and I I think if depending on how this, the the series plays out, it could turn this way, um, is whether or not Karan Butler plays. He's the he's the the one person that the Mavs need to make this work. I think because. You know, you're going to need Dirk to D up Bosch one-on-one. You're going to need, um, you know, I, I don't know really quite what Chandler does. I mean, but you're going to need your other center to be out there. You're going to need, uh, who's their other center? The guy, he sucks. He's from North Carolina, Brendan Haywood. Yeah, Haywood, yeah. He's got to soak up some files down low. But then you're looking at who, Sean Marion mm-hmm. and and. Are they going to play Jake Kidd at the off guard to D up Dwayne Wade? Yeah. And then you got Barrett doing his thing. But yeah. my point is that you just need an extra big athletic wing to at least complicate things for Wade and and, and James. Like he's not he's not going to stop them, especially since he's been out so long. But if he can get that's that's exactly who they need. Somebody six seven athletic who at least is a decent scorer to make them think about what's happening on the defensive end. Because at this stage in their careers, I mean, there's no way that, that Sean Marion is scoring on LeBron James. Right? No, like no, 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 no. There's, that's not happening. And and everybody talks about how Bosch is going to be on. I mean, he's not scoring on Bosch either, for that matter, if they were to switch off and, and you have LeBron on on a. Nowitzki. So I say all that to say, I just think that that because of that injury, Dallas is a man short, and and Deshaun Stevenson does not count. Like maybe he's smart enough now and he's mature enough that he can give you some strong strong minutes on defense, but I just don't. I think they're one man short, and so 
my heart says Dallas and seven, but my head says Heat and five. Word. All right. All right. There it is. That's what my head says. I don't have the guts to make the prediction beyond seven games. Yeah, but you make a great point because we just don't we don't see these teams matched up, and we don't see kind of. But there's going to be some amazing coaching, I think, happening here. I mean, you got Eric Spolstra, who you know, you know, he's talking to Riley. You know, it's not like Riley's oh, yeah. not going to be in his head giving him. Oh, so yeah. you you have his and Eric Spolstra skill set plus. Yeah, the secret bat phone. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And Rick Carlisle's no joke, man. No, he doesn't smile. No. No. I've never seen him giggle. No. But he, he's he's a solid coach and he's a smart defensive coach. So. Yeah. So. The only thing I'd say, just a slight disagreement about the Butler thing. Uh huh. I just don't remember a time when one of these, especially one of these star players, comes back from being out for so long and comes into a game and really plays consistently good. Maybe I'm just banking on it, but I always worry about that because whenever I see a team that's doing really well, like that's really gelled and they're just moving um, and, and dominating games... And mm-hmm. then, you know, whether it's Shaq or what, whoever it is, comes in from out of nowhere, even if they're a really talented player. This is where, like, I really do believe in chemistry, unlike Dan Lemitard. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. I just don't, I feel like because that kind of player wants minutes and they want to score or they want, you know, like, they want the ball or they want, you know, like, they want an important role on the court. Right. It often kind of messes it, it messes up the fluidity of what's been going on. Oh, and, I told Yeah. So I always I always I'm not saying I, I have scientific information that says that it doesn't work or it does work, but it always it always like kind of makes me nervous because I've seen it definitely not work. In, oh sure. You know. Well, I'm I'm thinking about it more in terms of like I I, I can't imagine he comes back and plays major minutes. Uh huh. But just if he could come in and give them like. 10, 15 minutes of, of of rotation time. If he if he assumed a certain role, I agree. I just worry with people who are that talented and who have been that out that long, whether right. their egos can take assuming a certain role mm. rather than playing where they think they should be playing. And they would be oh, playing yeah. if they had not gotten injured months ago. Sure. That's just my, no. you know. Yeah. But I hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, you make a good point. So, I, but I, I think that's the only thing that would make me feel like, okay, Dallas is, is player for player on an even keel. Well, because what the thing that, that makes it so hard to judge or made it so hard to judge what the Heat were going to do in the playoffs versus the regular season is that you've got two guys who've been integral parts of, like, playoff success on individual teams by themselves. And they've each taken that role of we're going to take our game to the absolute next level when the game is on the line, when it matters most. Having two people who could do that, it, I, I don't know. I mean, and to do it, you know, defensively and offensively, it just, seeing what they did to the Heat, I mean, to the to the Bulls late in those games, was just out of control. Yeah. It was yeah. out of control. And it was almost like they were toying with them. So, I don't know. I, I just think, though, the Heat, they just really... I mean, they're so close to, to vindicating, and I'm sure they just got so much motivation from all this year. Not that the Heat, not that the Mavericks, rather, don't have that motivation. So, I don't know. I'm excited. It's going to be good. Good basketball, I hope. Word up. A lot of yelling. A lot of excitement. A lot of, you know, just craziness. Mm-hmm. Wildness. Wild for the night. We're going to get wild for the night. <laughs> Yeah, man. Um, yeah. And one final note. I've been listening to various podcasts, various, various people talking about these things. The one cat that just, I just feel, is just out to lunch more and more. Yeah. Rick Buecher. Rick Buecher. What's he thinking? He's on some shit. What, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I wonder if he's just not. Too much hair gel. Maybe that's it. I, he he thinks that Derrick Rose is, what do you say, better than LeBron? 
Will he pick him over LeBron? Is that what he say? Yeah, it's just that. No. What? Just no. No. At a certain point, I think you just kind of be contrarian for the sake of making yourself contrarian. Here we are talking about him, so. Yeah, it's true. So, so if that was the goal, then that works. But that's just asinine. It's asinine. I just wanted to throw out there he's a moron. He's a moron. That's right. it. I don't want to go into it. Done. It's over, bro. All right. Done. So I, I, I'm going to switch it up. Word up. I'm gonna, here's my transition. Get ready, people, for this transition. All right? I'm queuing it up. Get ready. If I had some music, I'd play some music. But I don't have any music. LeBron, mm-hmm. the Heat's defense, yes. swarming. Swarming. Now, I heard you were off in some other area recently, and and other types of things were swarming. I see what you're doing. I, I want to hear about what's going on, these swarming things. These swarming things. I was in Nashville, Tennessee, and there were swarming cicadas. 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 You hit the cicadas. I've heard about the cicadas. So the whole sneeze with the cicadas are these insects, these flying insects, and they're large. They're probably like two inches long. Um, and they they lay their eggs. I'm not so so positive on how the, the logistics of this work out. But they lay their eggs, and the grubs burrow into the ground. And I want to say 20-something years, uh-huh. the grubs just kind of kick it underground. Uh-huh. And then after that cycle is done, they all come up turn into cicada, like, turn into the flying cicadas, mate and stuff, and then they die. So when the cicadas emerge, it's this big thing, and they flap, they make this buzzing noise, right? And and that was a sucky cicada noise, but there's a lot of them, and it's like a constant buzzing. And then they're large, and they lay around on things, and then they fly around, and they will fly and land on you. So this was actually, it was annoying, and it was gross, and there was a cicada in the bathroom in the hotel room that led to probably the most embarrassing five-minute stretch of my adult life. I don't want to go too much in detail. Uh-huh. Um, but but the words hissy fit would not be, would could be reasonably applied. In any event, they yeah. like, they fly around, they buzz, but it, this was, this was a mild compared to the Cincinnati uh, outbreak of I, I can't call the year maybe it was 03 uh-huh. 03 or 04 oh something it was an aught but I was down there for uh, for this gig I used to have and then I fell through everybody's records shout out everybody's records shout out shout out cops of heat there actually everybody's records man everybody's Not records somebody's records everybody's no 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 everybody's records cops of heat Fine record store. Word up. But I come out, and they're, they're like, and the cicadas are blanketing everything. Like, blanketing. Wow. You can't walk on the street without crunch, 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 because they're just all on the sidewalk, it's covering so the wild. trees. These two-inch flying insects, dude, buzzing. And then, and then I went to the gas station, and, you know, it was old school. When either I didn't have a card that could was capable of a debit purchase, because there have been those periods, I'm embarrassed to say. Mm-hmm. Or... I don't know, maybe I wanted a water. But I rolled in. I wasn't living healthy back then. It was probably an iced tea. But I rolled into the spot, into the, the gas station. Something's on my stomach. And I reach underneath my shirt. Boom, cicada. Boom. Chilling. Oh. Like, what up, dog? There it is. Just saying hi. Can I get a sip of that tea? Yeah. That's what the cicada said. I'll get up on some of that. Yeah. But I threw him to the floor. Boom. But he can move. Right. But he can fly, so I doubt that did any long lasting harm. He bounced. I gotta say, it's never fun. I had this moment the other day. It's never fun. You need to roll to the bathroom, especially late at night, early in the morning. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. You open up the door, you open up the stall, whatever. And there there it is. There it is. It's hanging out. Looking at you. It's just looking at you, or it's just there. And the thing is, and it's big, Ayo. So, for instance, 
I rolled to work the other morning. I'm the first person there. Ian, Ian works that. Ian works like that. It's just hardcore like that. So I get there. I've actually been, I've been walking to work. I mean, I'll, I'm going to branch into the walking to work stories in a second. But, but I get to work early, you know what I mean? Turn the lights on in the hallways, chill out. And I'm like, yo, I need to use the restroom. I roll back, <laughs> man's restroom, open up one of the stalls. There he is. Just on the floor, half dead. The, the, the inch and a half big water bug. Chilling oh. on his back. Oh. Did he fall out of the ceiling? Did he fall off the toilet? Where the fuck did he come from? I don't know. He's taking a nap. Napping. I gotta go to the bathroom, man. Right. Right. You're not, you're not, you're not trying to holler at the bug. Nah. But I had to deal with him. Yeah, see, that's the, that's the part, it's to deal with. Yeah. Like, you want to just open up something and let them fly out, right? That's ideal. Yeah. Like, now, you go your way, I'll go mine. Now, with the roach and the roach family type of type of bugs, I don't know about these cicadas. Yeah. But the, the roach family insects, smashing them isn't good because then it, it, like, unveils the scent from what I've heard, and it attracts more of them. Oh. So normally I'd just be like, yo, it's over, bro. Boom. Right, right, right. Can't do that. Right. That means you gotta you got to pick the thing up and put it in the toilet and flush. Yep. yep. That's just not a fun. Anyway, I'm sorry to go down this road, but you just reminded no. me. No, know? that's, and that's, that, that's how the, uh, that's how the cicada met his demise yeah. in the toilet. We keep it real on Fresher Than Your Father podcast. Yeah, and it just it wasn't a it was it was a difficult it was a difficult situation for both of us. I mean, it turned out way worse for the cicada, but neither of us enjoyed it. No, it, it's difficult. Man, fuck that water bug. Just for the record. Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna give you a choice right now. The choice is yours. I've been listening to a lot of Black Sheep recently. Word up. Uh, do do we talk? Do do you want me? I'm ready to talk a little bit about these obscure cats I see on the on the walk to work, or I'm, I'm ready to just go in on some yetis. Or we can do both. Well, well, build a little bit. I'm curious to hear more about the legends of the 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 random walk to work heads. I just think it's interesting, you know, when you walk to work now. Being that now I've started walking to work, I am one of these obscure individuals who walks. Oh, sure. That's real meta. That's real metacognitive right there. Uh, Go ahead. Yep. Yep. I'm not just an observer, but I, too, am a participant. Mm. Now, the key walk to work part, because it's New York. People are walking. In fact, most places where you go, people, they're walking various places. So can't really judge who's walking to work, who's walking to the store, who's walking to get a haircut, who's just, right. out, there, who's just out there smoking a little bit and just, just, just blazed up randomly, you know, touring the streets. Everybody is random on the street. Everybody's random. Well, once you get in the, in the morning, once you get onto the, the walking side of the Manhattan Bridge then you know who's walking to work. Because it's, it's a dedicated, you're taking the dedicated trek over the river, not using the subway, not using the bike. That's so crazy to me. Like, you're just walking over the bridge. Yeah. The Manhattan Bridge is nice because one side is bikes and one side is walk, walkers. Occasionally, the bike will, will, will end up on the walking side, and occasionally, like tonight, I'll walk back on the bike side. The, bike, the bikers weren't happy. Sure. I kind of did it to spite them a little. Right. I too am a biker, and some of these biker guys they get a little hipster with it, get a little angry. I got called a fucking idiot today. Wow. See, yesterday someone asked me if I was drunk, but but uh, I wasn't drunk, but I, it was a reasonable question. But go ahead. Um. But in the morning, you know, you're out there, so I, you know, you get on the bridge, and um. There's a couple of different types of cats. 
There's cats who are just posted at various places on the bridge, and you're not mm-hmm. sure why. How long mm-hmm. have you been hanging out? Mm-hmm. Not necessarily like down and out homeless type cats. Like those cats, I'm not like, you know, like, I'm not really going to talk about those cats because those cats are just dealing with whatever they're dealing with. Like, yeah. I'm talking, I mean, like, you know, they're right. dealing with things. Then there are the cats like me who choose to walk across the bridge when they could have taken the subway. Or they, you know, like, well, I want to say everyone has their own issues, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah. Like, they've chosen for various reasons. Sure. And, and one type of cat here that's interesting to me are the cats who are obviously going to work because they're dressed up in the, in the suit or in, like, the nice, the nice shirt with the night tucked in to the pants. You know what I mean? They're dressed right. for work. Might have a tie on. Doing it. These cats are moving. These cats aren't leisurely walking to work. They've decided not only to walk over the bridge in their suit and tie, they're making moves. Right. Are, are they are they black bear in it? Nah. They might have a, they might have a little uh, little headphone joint. A lot of time they don't, but they're focused. Focused. And they're just walking like maniacs. Not like not the power walk, not the dorky power walk with the, you know, like. The neon colored shorts and things. Yeah. These guys are just, they're just making moves. And it's just amazing, like, how fast these, I think I'm moving fast. These guys are just rolling up, up the bridge like maniacs. But in the suit, I don't know, it bugs me out. Other kind of cats. You see the obscure cats. You see the cats who are rolling. One cat. This older woman, she actually, like, I'll see her on the bike. She's on the kid's bike with the neon, the neon green kid's bike and the neon, the neon green helmet. I'm not sure what's going on with that. That's, that's a curious setup she's got going on. Like, like is, she, is she, like, uh, celebrating her youth? I'm not is sure. she, like, struggling on the cheese side so she kind of just worked out what she could work out? It, so she can handle hers. True. It may it may be that she's just struggling and that's all she could afford. Yeah. But it's a it's an interesting setup with the matching helmet and to the bike. Yeah, that, that that'll lead you to think that that's all on purpose. Yeah. Or like it's not like she was subjected to that. That's just how she chose to get down. She chose to get down like that. So anyway, you know, various various obscure cats mm. on the bridge. And there were some other cats I can't quite remember at this point. I might bring up later in future podcasts. Mm-hmm. Walking, walking mm-hmm. adventures. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I really want to. I really want to move to one of our favorite topics on the show. We talk about this quite a bit. Yetis. Yetis. And listening to past shows. Yes. Certain topics have been covered. In detail. Right. Yetis. Donuts. Yep. Hipster douchebags. Yeah. Gone in on those. Gone in on those. We've gone in on Boom. Yep. Really broken down Boom. Yeah, we really broke down. We broke down Boom so hard that we had to let Boom go for a little bit. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's like the truth. The, the Boom will rise again. It will. You never know. Mm-hmm. But Yetis, man. We've gone in on Yetis. So, I realized that it might be possible for split-second moments for certain humans to transform into Yetis. So, how is this possible? Let's look at this. Let's look at this story. I'm, I'm about to. I'm about to come with a crazy little story. Tell me if I'm if I'm if I'm going too far. If I've gone too deep into the Yeti world and I'm just losing my mind. But Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I, I'm 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 allowing that this is a distinct possibility here. Yeah. Yeah. Before you start, but go time. ahead. Yeah. Alright. I'm trying I'm trying to make get things moving, get things energized. In high school I ran track and I ran cross country. Okay. I was a nerdy, skinny kid shy, what did I do? I didn't play ball, organized. 
I just I went and ran, right? Right. You know, that's what it is. I'm in Portland, Oregon, a lot of runners out there, right? A lot of, a lot of runners in, in Portland, Oregon. Okay. That's right. So I went to high school downtown Portland. High school sits at the bottom of kind of the hill, right? So there's a hill on the west side of Portland. There's various things on the hill, you know what I mean? Various houses, various, like, trees, creatures, you know what I mean? <laughs> and there's various trails up the side of the, of, of the, of the hill. Now, this is a, this is a, a, a city hill with trails and trees. Trails and trees. Must be Portland, man. This, this isn't very Cleveland right now. Now, this is... Go ahead. Things are green. Things are green in Portland, Oregon. Okay. In various various levels of green. But we'll, we'll focus on these trees. Right. So, as, as, as you could kind of... Well, not always, because there's definitely... This isn't like a rule of thumb, but, you know, often in cities, the capitalist class likes to reside on the hill. Big houses overlooking various... Others, right? I see that. Yep. You know what I mean, I see that political, economic, socio-economic dynamic in much of America. Yeah. I feel like I so, agree with that. So, certain capitalist head from back in the day in Portland had like a mansion up on the on the top of this one hill. It's called Piddock Mansion. And these days, I forget what he he owned something. He would own the newspaper. He owned something. Mad money, blah, 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 whatever. At some point, it got turned into a, like a tourist destination. So you can roll up there in the car with the family on a sunny day. You can kind of like look out over the whole Portland area. Like, you know, you can see the mountains in the, in the distance, all that cool shit, right? Tour the house. Or you can roll up on this kind of grimy, muddy dirt path doing switchbacks up a really steep hill, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, crazy cross-country kids like me, everyone's, I think we did it twice in my four years in high school. We say, all right, today's workout, we're going to roll up this hill. So, we'd roll up the hill to Piddock. It's a hard, you go up a hill like that, it's a hard workout, it's a good workout. And then, of course, coming down, you have to kind of watch yourself because the hill's so steep, you can't go real fast, right? And you're doing <clears throat> you're doing switchbacks, right? So you're you're coming around corners, you right? Know, right? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So I rolled up there this one year with an assistant coach, this cat Malcolm, and he had run for my high school back in the day. And now he was just like new part-time work, little assistant coach. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, and he was rolling with us up the hill. Malcolm, you know, like he's one of these dudes. He's like, you know, kind of a beast. Kind of. Now, how do you mean beast? The hairy style. Oh, gotcha. Okay. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of a beast. <laughs> but. But my man is, is, is definitely, he's coming with, like, he lets things grow, and it gets kind of beastly. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So the beard, the hair, the chest, it's just a, it's just a, it gets, it gets kind of beasty. Right? Right. And this is where we're talking about this transformation into the, into the Yeti form. Okay. So... He's telling me this story. And I tell you this story, I'm kind of encapsulating this other story within a story just because we get real meta here. Fresh in your father podcast number 19. Mm. So he's telling me the story as we're running down from Piddock Mansion that when he was running from my high school, they too ran up to Piddock Mansion. And when you do some of these runs in high school, you'll run up there like a team, like you'll roll up to a certain destination, and then Cass will kind of chill for a second, might drink some water, might, you know, talk to the girls, whatever, right? And then Cass will kind of drift off on their own, running back to, to the school, because the workout, the main part of the workout's done, right? Especially if you're coming downhill on the right. way back, it's not really, the workout was going up the hill. So Cass will kind of drift off. Sometimes you might just roll solo back to, back to the locker room, right? Mm. 
So my man Malcolm decides he's gonna, you know, he's gonna roll back solo. Then he decides that he's not gonna take it easy on the downhill, on the on the cutbacks. The right, he's he's going full speed downhill. Gotcha. It's a hot day. He's kind of on on a beastie status. The shirt off, right? Right. So he's rolling shirt off, full beard, kind of like, kind of like, like like a mini, like kind of white man Afro type style, right? Mm-hmm. Like curly hair out, full beard, chest hair, and he's rolling full speed uh, down the hill on these trails. Full beast. Full beast. All right. Now, is this, this is the point where the transformation might have taken place. So, there are other people, families, are enjoying the hike. They might enjoy the hike up to the Pittock Mansion. You know what I mean? Hikers, other runners, we aren't alone on these trails. It's, it's in like a nice twilight, cool evening. You know what I mean? Especially right. these days, like in the spring, the summer, the early fall months, still light. To a certain hour, you know, this is around 5.30 or so, um, 5, 5.30 in the evening. Mm-hmm. And uh, so other families are out enjoying these trails. So my man is going full beast, full speed down down these cut switchbacks. Mm-hmm. He comes around the corner. And we're talking about steep trails, right? You're going all out, and you and these are skinny trails. You're, you're usually going single file on these joints. There's no... Uh-huh. No doubling up. Comes around the corner, and it's a it's a nice family, two parents and a little kid. There's no there's no stopping. There's no like, uh, if he stopped, he would have crashed. He or he could have like run into the. But you're kind of you're on the slope, so if he jumped off the trail, he'd basically be jumping into like, he'd be jumping off a cliff, kind of right. Right. So what does he do? He just comes around the corner. Full beast. Again, the image. The image. The little kid sees him. He says, the look of shock on the kid's face, jaw uh-huh. drops. Uh-huh. Malcolm jumps over the kid. Keeps moving. <laughs> Disappears around the next corner. He was a Yeti. What like somewhere that kid is telling this has been telling this story for years for years for years and he saw Sasquatch that He's day some yeah or a Sasquatch with like bright red shorts and some running shoes on yeah but to me it was a momentary transformation yeti yeti maybe not I don't know I thought or, I, you know or or. That might have been a Teen Wolf moment. You feel me? It is kind of a Teen Wolf. It could have gone Teen Wolf either, too. But <laughs> but I do think you're bringing up an important point and something that we should all take take seriously, which is that within each of us is the potential for a Yeti, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, you know, not not obviously not the women can't go beast mode. Well, some can, but, you know, won't go beast mode in the same way that Malcolm was able to, or I'll admit I can I can occasionally beast out, you know, uh-huh. some beast beastish photos. I don't want to say full beast, but beastish, yeah. beastish, yeah. beastish. Um, got a little yeti in there. You can yeah. go yeti a little bit. Yeti. Yeah, and but I, I just want to take a moment to shout out Sky Mall for reminding us that yetis have various emotions. It's true. And sometimes the Yeti comes bashful. Yeah. Yeah, the bashful Yeti. The bashful Yeti. You look that one up. So it's possible Malcolm in, in Yeti mode could have chosen to hide from the youth. It's true. And gone bashful Yeti. But he went full... Full aggressive Yeti. That's an exciting story. I can't imagine. I can't imagine hiking with your family up the trail and... And this, this beast, this beast man, 
comes right at you and, and just leaps over you. And it's gone. It's anyway, gone. Wow. I had to tell that story. I just felt, I thought about it. It seemed kind of yeti. I had to go there. You went there. I hope you enjoyed, listeners. Friends of the podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. so I, I know that, that we're, we're getting cut and short on time because uh, you have to get it in in DJ Ian head style. Uh, you do a, a mixtape, right? Yeah, man. Do the monthly mixtape. And the, the, wife, the wife suggested that you add in for this month a uh, government hooker. Whoa. By Lady Gaga. Whoa. You know, I wouldn't even know what that... When you said that at first, I just thought she wanted me to, like, to shout out government hooker on the mixtape. <laughs> right. Because I'm not right. even up on Lady Gaga. No, no, no. Yeah. But apparently Lady Gaga does have a new track entitled Government Hooker. Wow. Yeah. She yeah, that she did that. She did do that. And uh Yeah. Just you know, the wife the wife put it out there. It's out there. It's floating around. It's know? floating around. Did you did you hear the legends of Lady Gaga and her Amazon MP three deal? No, but but as we know, this show is sponsored by Trader Joe's Yes, and Amazon, Amazon MP3. Right. No, it's just, it's of interest because, so, you know, Radiohead, they put out the record, you know, pay what you want, Steez. Uh -huh. There's all these various Steezes that people have been using to circumvent the system or get the music out to people so they pay a little bit, but not, you know. Yeah. So she does the deal with Amazon MP3 where the, the record on the day it's released is a dollar. Ooh. Right. Which completely gums up the servers and messes everything up and causes all these download issues. That's crazy. I, don't, I don't have anything to add to that. I just thought it was interesting. Yeah, well, you know, we're, we're, I think they bid our Steve's dollar. Dollar. You know. That's how we keep it. Dollar. Dollar. Do we have any uh, any any tidbits on these hipsters, just to follow up last week's conversation? We're just going to keep it low with the hipsters. We're going to let them, think, let them slide we'll, this week. We'll let the hipsters slide this week. There's been nothing of note of hipster-ishness. Um, although I will say, well... I, I've been messing with Treme. You have to Treme? Nah. The TV show Treme? Oh, the TV show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, by the makers of The Wire. Or David Simon. Yeah. There, there are, there is a character who, there is a couple characters, there are a couple characters who are quintessentially hipster-ish. So it's been of interest seeing uh, hipsters operate in post-Katrina New Orleans. Word. Yeah, they, they're definitely down there. They're down there. They're, they're down there. But these were these were each well I'm not gonna go into, but I will say that the show is, is quite good. It's taken a second to grow on us, but it's quite good. Word, word. Yeah. I so, just want to shout out my dude Alex for actually coming with some feedback after last week's episode. Oh, that's Listen, dope. Listeners, yeah. you can you can email us too if you have my email address, or if you just have any email address, it'll oh. get to us eventually. Some at some point, it'll you know. It'll get forwarded over. It'll find we'll get its it. way. You know what I mean? We'll get it. Any, 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 anything to, to, to leave the listeners with? Here we are in our year anniversary episode. One year anniversary. Anything to leave our, our friends of the podcast with? Friends of the podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. This is, even though this is episode 19... Technically, we've done 20 episodes. 20. Now, 20 divided by 12 is something less than two. It is than, less than two. Or more than one a month. Mm. Am I right? I'm right. You're right. That should be our slogan, more than one a month. <laughs> <laughs> I promise one of these days we're going to have music on here. Once we have music, it's just over. But not quite. You listeners, when, when we have music and sound effects on here, you'll be, oh telling, you'll be telling your friends that you were one of the original listeners of this podcast before we blew up, before oh. we got that ESPN deal. Dude, it, it'll, it'll be so, like, it's just going to take it to another level. It'll be like those people who watch the Cavs 
before they had LeBron and care now that they don't. Yeah. But once we get music, it's not like we'll ever go back like pre-LeBron. You know what I mean? It's not like you're going to see Lamont Murray up on the podcast. <laughs> you know, maybe down the line we'll have like an acoustic episode. Oh, it might be nice. You know what I mean? It might be nice. Just, just, just you know, back old school Steve's shouting out, various making sounds. Yeah. Describing boom in detail. Exactly. You know. But for now, you're still an original listener. An OL. OL. Yeah. Original listener. Um, I think that's about it. I covered I covered most of my topics. Yeah, we 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 went in. We went full beast. We went random pedestrian in New York. Yeah. We talked Mavericks. I think we talked about everything of import in the world right now. Yeah, it's uh, what day is today? It's the last day of May. It is. And uh, isn't June Black Music Month? Is it? I'm not even up on what months or what things. You know why? Because it's a worthless piece of information. I'm just thinking ahead to what kind of, uh, uh, what will be the tone of the next two days of Facebook posts. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, I blew up Facebook today with my Red Velvet Donut post. Oh, my gosh. Cass couldn't believe it. Dude, dude. Let's go here real fast. Give my little donut segment in. Do-do-do-do-do-do. Donut segment. You know what I mean? You weren't ready for that sound effect. No, that was... That cats, was cats weren't ready for that sound effect. Donuts. All right, go ahead. Yeah. So there's a new, there's a new spot I've been, you know, hanging out at, checking for. Donut Pub over on the west side. Shout out Claire Daly. Word up. On. Coworker. Donut Pub. Donut Pub. Old school donut spot in New York. It's my second favorite spot. They got good donuts. They got some classics, and they also have a nice red velvet cake donut. Oh my God, Ian! Glazed. Oh. Now I'm not talking about some bougie hipster bullshit. I'm talking about some giant piece of sweet, like sweetened bread with frosting, like red velvet frosting on it, with crazy chocolate mint chips and shit like that. Right. No, I'm talking about a donut. A red velvet donut with glazed. It's nice. It costs wow. 80 cents. You can have it with your cup of coffee. It's nice. And, uh, yeah. And so, roll out, cop that. You know what I mean? A little, little Facebook update, status update, because I'm a nerd like that. Red vel- all, I, all I type, red velvet donut. Cats are wilding out. I, you know how I am, man. I copped that red velvet cupcake last time I was in Brooklyn, and I'm I'm seeing this donut. See, like last time I was there, y'all ran at me with a solid half hour of gushing over the classic, legendary pizza spot. That, without going into too much detail, it was impractical to go to. Word. I still have night sweats about that. Oh, but but we the donut thing can't happen. Can or can't? It can. Oh yeah. Like next next time I'm in Brooklyn, next time oh, I'm yeah. in New York, that can happen. It'll it'll definitely happen. It'll definitely happen. That's what I'm talking about. As, as my man Dowd said on Facebook, it's slamming. 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 That's an old black sheep type term. Yeah. Slamming. 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 It was slamming. Wow. And, uh, yeah. On that note, man. On that note, slamming. I'm going to slam the door shut on episode 19. Listeners, friends, we bid you farewell. All right, so for those of you dedicated listeners, i.e. the ones who put this on and forget that it's on, we have a special treat. Special. This is... Speaking of which, shout, shout out to my dude, DJ Special Treat. Oh, word. Shout out, Special Treat. But indeed, we have for you 
an in-the-working Galabin track entitled The Magic. The Magic. You're not really ready for it. I'm not really ready for it, to be honest with you. I'm kinda, it's kind of weird that it happened. But, but enjoy. Yeah. You listen this far? Boom. 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 Friends, family, loved ones. Thanks for taking the time to come up I-5 tonight to Tacoma Dome. Check us out. My name is DJ Ian Head. We got my man Earl Gray on bass. Laying it down. Steve Jobs on drums. And of course, Golden Tate on keys. Now let me introduce the one, the only, verbal math. We make the magic, just peep the sleight of hand, manipulate the masses, the crowd is in command. Now do exactly as I say, the dollar got some fresh ass records to play. Now call your moms, tell her cue this shit up, tell her bake some fresh muffins, throw her mitts on her cups. Next call your mayor, tell him I called him a punk And that he's not a real leader if he don't bump funk It's for the freedom of the people, they must move their ass And ask why the folks of color keep failing their class Fuck that, just play this record and I'll handle the rest You villainize the teacher, but the devil's the test Uh, wait, I'm distracted by a chest I'm weak for the cleavage, note the writer put me on Nipple tweaks, I can't leave it, this a creepy ass song Hey yo, wait, hold on what the hell happened? Mass so serious, dropping knowledge when he rapping. Well, guess what? I'm throwing in the towel. I'm watching from the side like a hungry-ass owl. This for my hikers and my Subaru drivers. Think it's great to debate and buy organic tires. My style is a hybrid. Half bullshit, the other half to be admired. So lay back and listen to the skills we've acquired. Couple minutes later, dollar bin, you're hired. Word. Our style is the shit, but we may not rap. Let me show you a trick. La-di-da. La-di-motherfucker. La-di-da. 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 La-di-da.